Are you a business owner looking for real advice and input? You're in the right place. From concept to launch to growth, funding and beyond. Welcome to Startup Hustle with your hosts. One once sold a business for $150 million. The other, the author of Million Dollar Bedroom. Here are your hosts of Startup Hustle, Matt DeCourcy and Matt Watson. And we're back. Another episode of Startup Hustle. Matt DeCourcy here with Matt Watson. Hi, Matt. What's going on, man? Just feeling the warmth of community today. I'm feeling the love. Of community? Yeah. And startups? Yeah. I feel like maybe I have a place in this world and there are people that understand me. You know, now that maybe we're not. actually doing video of this, I was going to do a fake hug, but I don't want to walk all the way around the table <laughs> to do it. So, but we do have a sense of community um, within startups. It's not exclusive to our hometown in Kansas City. There's a lot of organizations and communities and ecosystems and things and stuff everywhere. But we've got one here in Kansas City that um, that you and I, as the uh, owners of Full Scale, are also sponsors of. Yeah. But we also are both very impressed with what they do. And that's the Kansas City Start- Startup Foundation, for which the CEO, Adam Arandondo, is here with us today. Hi, Adam. What's up, guys? I- I'd like to first say you said you think there's people that understand you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think that might be a stretch, but we appreciate the work for sure. <laughs> I'm like 100% in the boat on that. Yeah. 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 So, um, but my uh, mom understands me. <laughs> I mean, not much when I talk about technology. Yeah. yeah. Hashtag but, life goals. Yeah. I was going to say we need to, we might have to define understanding. But <laughs> so, so as I mentioned right before we got into the depth of Watson's personality and character yeah. and other things, knowledge. But you, well, you're also the, are you the founder? Or are you on a, was there a founding team of the Kansas City Startup Foundation? Like, let's talk a little bit about like what you guys do here. Um, and once again, I want to say Matt and I are both really impressed with everything you guys do. And thanks. Yeah, no, appreciate that. And obviously appreciate you guys jumping in in a meaningful way to help fuel and, and drive it forward. But I mean, real quick, kind of origin story, um, this all um, kind of, goes back to the Kansas City Startup Village, which was the first neighborhood that got Google Fiber um, and really just this very organic, serendipitous kind of collision of a bunch of different things that ultimately led to this little neighborhood. Again, the first neighborhood that got Google Fiber with, we, we ended up having 14 properties, 32 startups within a couple blocks of each other. It was just like this mini community within Kansas City that just emanated energy and and attracted a lot of interest in literal tours and and that really got me and matthew marcus which are the two consistent people that have kind of been in this was 2012 so we're talking wow six and a half seven years ago and and let me pause for a second because for those of you that are listening outside of kansas city where we're at um and what around 2010, 2011, Google wanted to start installing fiber optic internet or gigabit internet, a gig upstream and downstream. At the time, that was revolutionary technology. Yeah. And somehow they choose our lovely town of, 
uh, hometown of Kansas City to do that. Well, and it was kind of crazy, yeah. Um, so and that, spark, and that sparked a lot of innovation. And with that, the startup village, as you're saying, was the the very first. Um, and you don't know this about me. I actually had a house on Cambridge Street, yeah. and we were one of the first houses. It was empty. It was just had some computers in it. I was doing experiments with Google Fiber. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even live here. My cousin owned the house, and she moved to another one, and she was like, and I, I realized she was getting it. And I said, let me rent your house for three months. And I realized that Google Fiber was great when connected to other Google Fiber at the time. Yeah. But the rest of the internet wasn't was, ready. Yeah, yet. wasn't yeah. wasn't yeah. ready. No. And, and thanks for slowing me down. Sure. I, I tend no, to good. jump in. But yeah, I mean, Google, uh, 1,100 cities across America um, applied or you know put their name in the hat to get Google Fiber first. And they chose wow. Kansas City. Yeah. That's amazing. Um, so it was, again, we kind of won this like tech lottery. And, and like you said, it really, um, brought together a bunch of people. Yeah. What do we, what do, what are, who are did, we? How did do we, we, did they ever tell us why Kansas yeah. city? In, then they, no. they gave some reasons though, but some of it was logistics. Cause in Kansas city, actual, like there's a, the amount of overhead lines where mm-hmm. existing utilities ran were e- that we made that very accessible. So you and I live in Leewood and we never got Google fiber because Leewood wouldn't, they made, we said, you have to bury it. And they right. got in a big fight over it. But that's what I was told. Yeah. Is, well, is I've, tr- I've heard before in other uh, cities, like I think it's Seattle or some others that they also have to charge for every pole that they run the lines down mm-hmm. and they have to get work permits, building permits or whatever for every pole. And so the process of even running a line down the street and hanging it on the, the, yeah. the poles is like the giant clusterfuck. Yeah. And evidently, we just made it really easy. I yeah. think that's yeah. one of the reasons why. Yeah, and and they, you never know all right, the reasons, right, right. but um, I think I think again the the ease of, or the the infrastructure that's ready here. I think our local leaders really rolled out the red carpet. Um, and I also think the part they would never say was um, it's a big enough city to test out. Um, how it is to roll it out, but I think also too big to be right, too in. Yeah, right. Well, also if like they if they mess it up too bad in L.A., like they're going to eat them for lunch yeah. or New York. But if they mess it up here, we'll, uh, we'll, we're we'll, nice. Yeah, we're nicer. We're nice. <laughs> yeah, we're like thanks Midwest for coming nice. to our. Thanks for trying. Thanks for coming to uh, our twenty fifth the 25th largest metro area yeah. and we're glad you're here and we want you can mess things up we won't complain. yeah but so to transition back um to, to reel in our add here um we have a lot of that here the google fiber really was this lightning rod that brought the um startup community together and and there was startup activity beforehand but it wasn't cohesive it wasn't together um and and i mean obviously you were around that and, and i would think you would uh, matt watson um you know with event solutions beforehand and all that would kind of agree to that, that it really was the thing that brought us together, whether it was the village or the sprint accelerator, all these things that brought us together. And I, I kind of talk about Google was the thing that started an actual community around startups. There was startup activity before it wasn't together. And then we've just seen, and maybe I would say there's always been a lot of entrepreneurial activity in Kansas city, but not as much startup activity right if that and, and i think there's a clear difference there because like even myself i would have never considered myself like a startup person mm-hmm. and i was and i honestly was never one of the people that would have went to the startup village and lived in some random dude's house so right. i could have had google fiber like i'm an entrepreneur but 
I'm in a different stage. And I think that, it's that mindset you know? of scale and high growth and all of that. And it, it, again, there were we, we have to give some context though to the time frame because in 2012, the gigabit internet was ridiculously more powerful than anything else right. that was out there. Yeah. So if you, uh, I remember one of the examples were saying like there was they use the example of being able to have doc like kind of a doctors without borders kind of thing, mm-hmm. but being able to do it. In a, in a very high definition way and the bandwidth that and was no needed latency. to support it. So if you wanted to have something to actively test that, this was where you needed to be. Yeah. And, and so Google Fiber really ignited the imagination of Kansas yeah. City and got everyone excited. Um, the, the thing that was really interesting as a result, you know, I, I'll be the first to say, I don't think we capitalized on it as a, an asset um, in like driving innovation. Uh, I think we capitalized on it as a marketing asset that raised awareness and excitement and connectivity in a human sense of, I think that was a thing because really right now, it's not like Kansas City is a hotbed for gigabit innovation. No. Uh, 90, right. I, I mean, I had the same attitude then and I have now is that like 99% of people have absolutely no use for gigabit exactly. internet. Well, I think Google is also trying to force the hand of their competition and, and so, to get yeah. them to raise the bar no, because there was absolutely no reason for to redo an entire infrastructure right. of something that already existed yeah. for Comcast or Time Warner. And they're fat and happy and they had their little yeah. monopolies across the country yeah. and Google comes in, drops a bomb in the middle right. of it, and now there's gigabit being rolled out yeah. across the country. So, Which uh, helped Google because there's more because page loads, which is more ad views, which is more money for and more videos on YouTube. And so I think, I think that's the true motive. Um, They're an internet company. The faster the internet, the more money they can make more page views, more, but but what that did here was it did consolidate a startup community back to the village. It did spark a, a nucleus for sure of interest. Because right. when it, it, as we're talking about startup communities in general and where and how they exist and what they do here in Kansas City, it seems like when okay, so I'm I'm from here, grew up here, lived a bunch of other places, and I came back in uh, six years ago, so 2013, mm-hmm. and I was noticing so much of these changes. And and then what now, year did you get back? Uh, 2013. I okay, think. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, six years ago, and so but. Now I see a lot of the things like, for example, the like Kansas City Startup Foundation and these other things seem to have really ignited and consolidated and and taken a leap forward from the time frame relative to Google Fiber. Yeah, and I think the thing that would be really valuable to kind of focus this conversation around is um, I think a number of things in Kansas City, Google Fiber being one of the big ones, has allowed Kansas City to accelerate um, in its maturity of a yeah. kind of a startup community yeah, right. quicker than others. And so I think highlighting some of those things so that others that are listening that may not have those specific things Kansas City did, but to understand the levers that well, are really and, driving. And so driving I think we it. should speak about those. So some of the other things I think that have been really helpful to the entrepreneurial community, community are things like uh, is it Pipeline, mm-hmm. right? And then you have the Sprint Accelerator, mm-hmm. uh, Beta Blocks. There's been some other accelerators that have come and gone. Yeah. And, and those, and for those of you that are listening, so many people are just trying to figure out how to get started. Yeah. When well, they need help. They're right. Like, right. They're and, like, okay, I have this idea. But how do I get to the next level? I've never been an entrepreneur before. I'm clueless. And so Help the, me. The, here you go. Tip. Get involved in your local startup community. Yeah. The, yeah. They, there's one where you live. Yeah. I mean, there, and they, there's varying degrees of, you know, like how much they have going on. But there is one there. And I know because yeah. I'm, I'm, well, go find people on Facebook. Well, and so that's the one thing I tell people. And it's amazing 
when I talk to them, I'm like, well, have you joined the startup KC Facebook group? Yeah. I'm like, no. I'm like, go on there and ask a damn question. Yep. You will get a response in five Yeah, and I think minutes. there's 4,000 people in that yeah. group. And it's a now. great community. Like, yeah. it's really like whatever well you need help with. And like, yeah. And, you need and, help with something, go yeah. ask. And so, and so for those of you listening, I think, um, you know, having a place, an, an online forum for people to connect to, ask questions, share information, share events, yep. share resources is huge. Um, and again, we, you know, you heard Startup KC Facebook group. Um, again, it's curated to just be people that have um, an active interest or engagement yeah. in the entrepreneurial community yeah. in Kansas City. I, I think a, a friend of mine asked on there like a week ago, she asked like, does anybody have experience uh, with opening a restaurant that has, sells like ice cream or something. Yep. And next thing you know, like an hour later, somebody responded like, yeah, I do. Yeah. And it's like the random things is whatever it is, right? So there's somebody in that community that knows somebody or knows the answer. And so a big, and that's a big value of the community is just connecting yeah. people. And that's what I was going to say. Um, as you think about startup communities, connectivity, um, or often kind of when you're in that, you know, in that world, you hear about collisions and serendipitous yep. collisions that, I mean, that was the village back in the day. We, we just, we had events, we had tours and we just were trying to be really intentional about creating environments that people wanted to be and build relationships. And so many people, you can't plan it with, you know, serendipitous collisions. You're intentional with who's in the room, but you never know how they're going to interact and what connections they're going to well, make. Another big thing that that we need as entrepreneurs, early stage founders, stuff like that is also just to be around other yes. people yes. similar. I, I mean, was, yeah. when we talk to our friends and our family, they all think we're crazy. Well, because we're entrepreneurial. We actually just think you're crazy. Stuff. And well, then the rest well, of remember, us realize my mom not. understands Only your me, mom okay? gets you. Um, but on that but note, we need to be around similar people that yes. think like we do. When on that note, just again, for any entrepreneurs listening, the worst feedback you will likely most useless feedback you can get is from your family and friends oh yeah i, um, I can't, dude i wrote that in my book yeah like, literally like hey look they're probably the ones that are also going to tell because, you you're crazy to not do it because they're concerned that you're being risky or well whatever. or, or yeah. the other way or they don't get it well the other thing that happened to me was and i love my parents but my first startup they basically just told me they loved it it's great whatever's going to work out and they're just like your biggest champion but they're not objectively giving you feedback because they yeah. love you, hopefully. Um, they don't necessarily provide any real positive or helpful feedback. Right. It's more just kind of emotional feedback, right. not really very subjective. And so, so that's one thing for a, a lot project. of young entrepreneurs um, is you have to get your idea in front of those people that you think are your customers and listen to them. Right. So, and I think that's what... Um, you know, I know Matt through the... I met Matt in the startup KC Facebook. Did you? Yeah. Boom. Yeah, you want to talk about. A I'm, not, I'm about to drop this mic. You want no. to talk about a success story, but so and it was just through converse, yeah. conversing about things yeah. and talking about stuff, and then that led to messages talking about stuff. Then he ended up in my book, and then, it, and then oh, some time went we by. Are. We hung out a little bit, and then the um, ultimate and then, pinnacle of then we started, hosting a podcast. Well, we started here. doing this podcast, and we became business partners, and yeah. then here we are, a couple hundred employees later. So, so yeah, yeah, yeah. So the basis of a startup community, entrepreneurial ecosystem, whatever the heck we want to call it, right, is is that connectivity, whether yeah. it's digital, whether it's in person through events. That is the backbone of startup communities. And the other thing, so another thing we saw in, in what we do is stories. Yeah. So um, back um, when all this was getting started in Kansas City, there was a, a company called uh, a 
Silicon Prairie News. Right. And they were doing a great job of covering it. And then things changed for them and they stopped covering Kansas City. And there was an obvious void because when you're hustling, when you're building your, your startup, you don't have time to go to every event. You don't have time to grab coffee or be active on the Startup KC no. face group every, every day. Mm-mm. You don't know. So um, what we realize is uh, a good, reliable storyteller of the, those startup stories is like virtual networking. Because now you know what your fellow founders are doing. It's like, yeah. oh, crap, I've not caught up. I love up seeing with... those emails from the Startland News every couple of days. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And so when, when that died down um, in 2014, we saw that void and I felt... I felt less connected because there was nobody actively telling those stories. And so we started Startland News in 2015. And today we have over 14,000 subscribers. So and, and if you you can subscribe or check it out, startlandnews.com. Yeah, startlandnews.com. Here, here's a, a little trivia question for you. What percent of our readers do you think are outside of the Kansas City metro? I'm going with 60. Um, I'll say 40%. 53% of the readers, we yeah. have about 50 to 60,000 page views a month, the last month or two. Most of those people are not in the Kansas City metro yeah. area. And so, you know, projecting those stories to the world is a really another and really important tenant of effective startup community building is you can't just expect everyone to know your story and to share your story. You need to tell yeah. it yourself. And you guys only cover Kansas City, and right? And we only cover the greater Kansas City area. And so, and we're, and uh, we have two full-time reporters and they're putting out eight to 15 stories a week. Um, and, and that's just sniffing the surface. Well, we've, so, you've done a story on this. Yeah. 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 And so, and, and so, and we've just have had so many stories and we don't know all of the connections in the podcast. Yeah. This being a podcast, but we don't know all the connections that are made, but we hear stories all the time. Like, Hey, you published that and a customer in California saw it. We've heard stuff like that countless times. The, the, the frustrating thing about startup communities. And and I think that's where it, it has, you have to include and really say entrepreneurial communities yeah. is there are a lot of entrepreneurs that don't associate themselves with being a startup. Right. And I was one of those people. Mm-hmm. And you know, one of my favorite stories is um, at Stackify, we were using a product called lucky orange. Yep. And it was a cool little product that would just basically tell us like who was on our website and what they were doing and stuff like that. And we could kind of see what they were doing on our website. So it was helpful from an analytical standpoint and come to find out, the company was based in Kansas City. I, I saw that. I'm like, holy shit, they're based in Kansas City. That's cool. So I reached out to the guy who was the founder. And I was like, hey, I just love your product. I'd just like to come hang out with you one day. And he thought I was like the weirdest creeper in the world. I'm like, you know, just entrepreneur to entrepreneur. Like, yeah. Well, you and I did the same thing. And it wasn't weird, though. Like, we yeah. just started. He like, thought I was totally weird. Yeah, well, I'm now, like, I'm just trying to pull him out of his cave. Did you, know? did you meet I, with him? Yeah. And then since then, he's been to One Million Cups. And I like, I kind of like unlocked him into the community. That's great. I'll, I'll give you a couple of rapid fire examples of where Startland or that Facebook group. Well, first off, met Matt there. I've probably become friends with like two dozen other entrepreneurs, founders, mm-hmm. other people. Um, and then, Two weeks ago, I might have made one of your most engaged posts of the year when I asked for I asked for suggestions from the community for people we could have on the podcast because mm-hmm. I felt like we had too much tech. Yeah, I was like, find me some other people. Like, who, but who are they? So I crowdsourced it, and I was shocked because I, I made that post before we recorded a podcast. And I came out, it had like fifty comments on it, and then later it had like seventy five. But I booked. 
15 people yeah. from that. So like so someone's coming in tomorrow, like uh, Chris Kovac, who runs a beef company, the KC Soda <laughs> Company, Bo Nelson of Thou Mayest, like found a lot of, because there's a, you, you mentioned storytelling and stories are important as a listener because, you know, if you're listening to someone's success story, they've already done it. It's likely that you're not going to follow that blueprint, but I listen for all the things that people did poorly. And mm-hmm. we talk about that and where can you, know, okay, so I get it. So I don't want to do that same thing. I want to try to avoid it. And, um, I'm just looking forward. And so you talk about the power of community. I was shocked. I mean, maybe I wasn't, but I was just surprised because that's a lot of comments. I yeah. think it was like ended up at like 80 or something like that. And, and that's that whole example of like, you know, come credible, and ask for what you need. Say, hey, look, we want to we want to help you hear other people's stories, but who should we talk to? Yeah, and that power of recommendation is pretty strong. Yeah, no, that it really is, and and I think um, kind of an underlying part of all this why this intentional startup community work is so important. And um, Matt, I'd be uh, Matt Watson, especially, I'd be interested in your perspective on this. There's been a number of exits in Kansas City over the last decade yeah. or more. Um, but from my perspective, and I don't know a lot of these people, you probably know several of them, um, their behavior after they exit um, tends to tell the story that they felt like they were successful despite Kansas City instead of because of it. And one of the things I think we're seeing is that the community we're building, people feel like they're a part of something like the, this, like, like your story where you post something and you get all this help, you, you then have some loyalty. So I'd be curious as, as a successful, you know, at at someone that's exited and all this, what's your perspective on kind of, you know, the fact that there is a more cohesive community now that, that is more supportive and is more helpful. Um, Well, I, I would say I, Back to what I've mentioned a couple of times, I think there's a big entrepreneurial community in Kansas City that doesn't really rely on or use any of the startup right. aspects of it, right? right. The, I mean, there, there are a ton of companies that are doing things that are entrepreneurial, but they don't necessarily go to any of the events. You know, mm-hmm. they're, they're not engaged in any of the community. I mean, you also have a lot of people who have had exits that uh, as you mentioned, that are not really involved in the community. They don't, they aren't in the community. Even some of the largest companies in town, some of the best entrepreneurs in town, they don't go to the events. And, mm-hmm. and maybe it's because of their age or they have a family or they, you know, feel like the start community is a bunch of young, young kids or whatever, right? You know, from it's an age difference. I don't know what it is, but there, there's definitely a lot of successful entrepreneurs, but they don't go to any of the events and they're not involved. And this is where I think one of the big opportunities and and kind of part of the backbone of startup community building is how do you connect that experience with the young, you know, young and just in terms of their entrepreneurial journey founders and unlock that because the reality is guys like you and a lot of these founders that aren't engaging are the biggest they're the mentors. Right. They're the mentors that we need, right? Right. I mean and that's how cool would it be to go to these events and you see Tim Barton and Min Cow and you and know Cliff Illig and and Laurel so Holt those are and like all these different people and and Laurel is is involved in in some different things like hemp which is great mm-hmm. but there's but, there's but probably, not not at the publicly open events a lot no. of those people we're talking about are at Gary they're, Fish they're at things but they're oftentimes like well like the Masters award you got Meet like the Masters. most of those guys were there Hellsburg. 
yeah. all these different people. Yeah. Like there's some great entrepreneurs, but they're not at the monthly Startland news events. Right. And I right? think this is one again, and we're, we're only this, the startup community, right. In, in a more intentional formal way is six years old, seven years old in Kansas city. And I think those are some of the opportunities we still have to, how do we get really intentional about finding ways for those most experienced, successful entrepreneurs to create a forum where they, where, where others can learn from them and not make the same mistakes. Because I think when you, when you don't have that knowledge share, the same mistakes get made. Are they not at these events? Cause we're not inviting them and asking them. Cause you know, we just mentioned Laryl Holt, like Laryl's super accommodating. Yeah, he is. He's, he's in one of, he was interviewed in one of my books. Yeah. That's yeah. how I know. He's him. been in our podcast. Well, how about he's he's been a guest. And, and you know, the thing was, is he invited Matt and I to come down and be on a, what would you call that? Like a beta panel Yeah, for mm-hmm. uh, something they were creating at hemp. I love that name. The Hellsberg on, entrepreneurial mentoring program yeah um <laughs> hemp uh and but you know he's really accommodating i'm wondering if some of that's just because uh we're not asking well uh, here let's ask him hey laurel assuming you're listening um i, I bet he'd come if we asked yeah yeah why don't you yeah. come to some of our events <laughs> yeah, but i think the point is is there's 20 30 40 of those people and maybe and maybe one of the forty ever comes to an event. Right? I think it's because, but there's also forty events. Yeah, and right. that's the issue. And that's like so. I mean, if I wanted to, I could go to a quote networking event, and that's why we started Sweet and Greet. To be honest, is some of that was to curate mm-hmm. the networking. Yeah, and I've even referred to that. And for those of you listening, Sweet and Greet is just like a closed networking thing. We bought suites at lo- like we're doing the Royals game on Friday. We have twenty six entrepreneurs, investors, yep. and, or, and uh, influencers. Remember, so. we went to that dinner and it was the fundraiser for the uh, was, Fountain Innovation yep. Fund or whatever yeah. it's called. Yeah, well, we were that Hellsberg was there. They did a good job of bringing yeah. in some yeah. bigger names. Yeah. So, but I think the key point of this is it's guys, guys like Gary Fish, Tim Barton, Min Cow, all these different people could be great mentors or they could be great connectors. Is right? it your next, next event at Fish Tech? It is. Yeah. It, I mean, it, they're, I, I met with somebody the other day and uh, I thought their startup idea was crazy, <laughs> but I didn't understand it, but I knew the person who did. And I connected him in this case, it was Toby Rush. Oh yeah. I said, Hey, I don't know anything about this shit. I think it's crazy, but you need to talk to Toby Rush and Toby Rush met with him. Yeah. That is what we need. Yeah. Yeah. Those are the connections that we need in the community that help move things forward. Toby Rush was an extremely valuable connection. Yeah. And thank you, Toby Rush, for doing that. And thank you, Toby, for being more involved in the community than some than of these other others. Right? But, I, but I think our whole conversations revolving around connectivity. Yeah. Um, some of it it's is networking and connections. Right. When you're just getting into it. Just going to things and because you don't know who to talk to right. is valuable. Like just if you just have an idea, just start going and I, talking. I want to give a tip when you go. You got to yeah. go. You have to talk to people, though. <laughs> right. Like because I, I see that a lot. People are like, well, I went to the networking events. I'm like, how many people do you talk to? They're like two. I'm like, and, I go to those things. And look, I know a lot of people at these things and I don't talk to them. I go talk to the people I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we were at that dinner uh, that we were talking about Laryl, he came and he walked up to our table where he did end up sitting, but he looked at me and goes, I'm going to go try to find a table where I don't know anyone first. And they were all full, but that just shows you like, you know, yeah. but you got to go, ta- you got to go talk to people. That's a mindset. You, if you're yeah. an early stage founder, what you're looking for is connections, potential customers. It's somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody, yeah. right? It's, 
it's like, oh, I ran into Davion, and but Davion knows Steph Curry. Like maybe there's a connection, <laughs> yep. right? Like it's the it's the total randomness. Well, and we've talked a lot about is like as you move up the entrepreneurial ranks, the quote unquote return on serendipity goes down because you know how to navigate the community more. But when you're just starting out, you have no idea who you need to be connecting with. And there's so, only like two or three degrees of separation. Right. It's a very small. Right. And as you move up, you know that network better. So just going to a big public event is less valuable. Um, But, and that's where I I think the opportunity where even Kansas City has room for growth is how do we get really intentional to create um, uh, connections between these really successful entrepreneurs in a way that they will engage? Yeah. Um, And I think we're still learning how to do that. The, the The number one value that all these previous successful entrepreneurs can provide is their mentorship mm-hmm. and connections. Yep. And and it doesn't require a whole lot of their time. It could be, you know, a breakfast once a week or once a month of just right. some entrepreneur who needs a little advice. And yeah. when people ask me for those meetings, most of the time I will say yes. Yeah. Like if you'll buy yeah. me breakfast, yeah, I, will I will talk to you. I will <laughs> say you are very accommodating with that. And you know, on and the, I don't get overwhelmed with it. Right. I actually haven't done that for probably three or four months. It's it's not it's not something I do every week. Right. So if somebody asks me, I will usually. And by the way, speaking of connection, I think that some of it, and and once again, speaking of connection, we, the Startup Hustle podcast is now following the Casey Startup Foundation on Instagram, (sighs) but follow people and like, that's where you get the news. Congratulations. Check us out at Startup Hustle podcast on Instagram. (laughs) See who we're following and follow them because we are only following a couple dozen people. We're Mm -hmm. trying to keep it slim. So if you come and check us out. You have some other guidance of some people to look at and some organizations. So there you go. Yeah, and, and you guys honored you, you're what, well, Thank the, you. the page is kind of new, but yeah, <laughs> but no, you can uh, learn more about Adam and the startup foundation on Instagram at Casey startup FDN. And that's a good place. And also at start, Startland news. Yep. And like I said, it's, you got to, you have to be paying attention for the signals though. Yeah. And, you know, you guys are active on all these things. You're doing different events and, and stuff like that. Where are some other places that people can, uh, that you think people can learn more about the startup communities that are around? Like Facebook's a good one. Yeah. Like I said, I mean, every community is different. Um, so depending on where you're at it, it's again, they're, they're probably, you know, there may not be a startup S S L STL if you're in St. Louis or whatever, but, um, you know, well, you one just, million cups is a good one. One million cups yeah. is, I was going to say one million cups is great. So one million cups is over in, in over a hundred cities now, wow. but, you, um, but odds are you could show up to one million cups, ask five people there, ask the organizer of like, where else do I need to go? Who boom. else do I need to right. know? And boom, you will find yeah. out. Yep. You have to ask, you yep. have to look for the signals and you got to pay attention. Like if I was in St. Louis, call Archangels yeah, or one million cups there or whatever. Like yeah. there's two or three organizations that are fairly well known. You find them, you talk to the right people, you will yeah. unlock all the doors. So that's actually, if, if you have a one million, first off, see if there's a one million cups in your city. It is often the front door, the first place to stop uh, in, in a city and ask the organizer yeah. of one million cups how to plug into the community. Yeah. That person will un- undoubtedly know. Point you in three or four ways yeah. and just keep going. Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, no, I, I think that's it is, is, um, every community is different. And, and the other thing, um, is the kind of the, the DNA of what drives a community. Cause in some communities, the corporate engagement is huge. Well, in some, in some communities too, you have, and for lack, maybe lack of a better term, but they're almost like economic development, Mm -hmm. like, uh, and they have classes 
uh, meetups that are specific to certain things. Like I just see them and you got, and those are also good places to meet the other members of your community. You will also, if you go to enough of them, you'll start seeing the same people because they're after the same thing that you want to do. Yep. Now you're forming a squad and you know how that goes. And I think going back to Matt's comment about how he'll take, always take a coffee or almost always say, take a coffee. Um, just ask for it it. first. That's right. Just ask for the coffee, right? If there's someone and I do, I try and do this and this is how we've built our network is almost every time I come across an interesting person, I ask them for a coffee, right? If someone that's doing something interesting or um, supporting entrepreneurs in an interesting way, or just an interesting, I'm going to challenge your approach because I get asked to coffee like six times a week and Mm -hmm. I almost never go. Mm -hmm. I, if I, my approach is I'll come to you. Let me know what's the most convenient for you. And maybe that is just stopping by their office. Yeah. So if you were, if you wanted a meeting with me and you were going to come here to our office, you have a high success rate with saying yes, but with the, and, and I think coffee is like a general term that we use, but um, you're talking about a meetup, but if you make it convenient for the people that you're wanting to seek information from, I think your, I think your success rate for getting a yes oh, yeah. is way higher. So keep that in mind. Cause yeah. like wh- when you, you actually use the term coffee, like now I got to leave work, I got to go somewhere, I got to park it again, I got to figure out who you are, talk to you for a little bit. And then I got to come back. And next thing you know, that's a, that's a pretty, that beca- can yeah. be, be a larger investment of time. And I've made it inconvenient. If, yeah, if you're the seeker of guidance or expertise, right. Right. Um, you should be the one um, being inconvenienced to get my meeting with my breakfast meeting with Watson. I had to wash his car. I right. mowed his lawn. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah I but, gave one of his kids a haircut. Yeah. Yeah. And look how far you've come now. He gives you foot rubs. And, yeah. And, and more. Yeah. Oh, that got weird. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about people's behavior after an exit. Yeah. Yeah. Now you guys are starting to understand. Me, you've become yeah. so eccentric, man. Yeah. It's hard to keep up. Um, so I'm going to go hang out on the tour bus for the rest of the day. <laughs> We've been joking because, you know, Matt's Matt, now that we hit the charts on Apple, Matt's demands are, are very rock star-ish. Yeah. Uh, four pounds of all blue M&Ms. No, yeah. the green. Green. Yeah. I yeah okay. S- well, you might want to stick around after to see the fit that he throws about yeah. them being blue <laughs> and not green uh, amongst other things. But uh, so I, I want to give some examples of some of the events that you guys do because uh, the live show Mm -hmm. i I can't remember what episode that was but it was uh we it's called the live episode yeah that was at a function related to what you guys call innovation exchange which you do monthly which is a great event well and just again we we do a bunch of events and they're all really intentional to try and fill a need in the community so innovation exchange is a monthly event that tries to bring to life newsmakers in kansas city and and um you know a lot of startland stories you just read them so how do we kind of bring that to life and have a conversation and get the backstory of, of a lot of those? So that's a monthly kind of bring the news to life type event where Startland is uh, leading it and drives that conversation. So yeah. one was with you guys, but this next one is um, at Fish Tech uh, and is about uh, auto tech. I'm just shocked you found a venue that held 103,000 people. Yeah. For well, our the thing is, recording. yeah, we've only got 54 tickets left. 
um, or had only 54 tickets left. So we had like 102,800 there, which was amazing. <laughs> Damn, that means we didn't sell out. Yeah. You well, we give had, your tour bus back, dude. We had walk-ups. Oh, man. Oh, walk-ups. Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. We sold that, but I, know the ticket, I have to keep the tour bus. I it's, know the tickets on StubHub. It's or my Starhawk. executive bathroom. But yeah, so so in, Innovation Exchange, kind of a week, a monthly conversation with newsmakers. Um, we do an event um, with students. We'd, we've done like 16 of these each of the last few years with about 1,000 kids a year. Um, we call them MECA Challenge. MECA stands for Most Entrepreneurial Community in America. And it's kind of based on our belief that young people, the jet, jet, the jet fuel for whatever a community becomes. And that's really cool. We bring in local entrepreneurs to mentor high schoolers to, in three hours, solve a problem. Um, and, and it's just great to see these kids come to life and realize that they can solve real-world problems, too. Um, we do the startup crawl. Um, so annual event, um, last year, 650 people just to meet early stage founders. Um, we do the top VC backed, um, um, event and, uh, we also, um, do the startups to watch each year. So just trying to do different Those things. Are all that, great that was a cool yeah. event too. Yeah. And thanks. So, for the, and thanks for the leads. Yeah. So, um, True. so what do you, um, what are you playing with there? Well, oh, oh, wow. Yeah. I got caught. Uh, I'm, I'm, we're getting ready to play mixtape. Let's do it. Mixtapethegame.com. Digital version coming soon. Mixtapethegame.com. Anyway, so I'm going to read a scenario, and you're going to name, all of us are going to name a song. By the way, I'm going to tell you how this wins, because Watson will never vote for me. But we're making progress. So we're working through it. Eccentric rock star shit, I'm telling you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so what is, the, what is the grocery cart? with the squeaky wheels theme song. I'm, what, I'm getting jiggy with it. <laughs> I'm going, the wheels in the sky keep on turning. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where I'll be. I nailed I, that. I mean, that was, you nailed really it. hit that note. That was, that was pretty good. What, the what first thing that came to my mind was, uh, the wheels on the bus go <laughs> nice <laughs> wow very very linear thinker there yes. i hear wheels and i'm yeah. thinking hey, of... my, at least my wheels were in the sky <laughs> yeah. i was aiming high people i was going for it so okay so now we have to vote and you can't vote for yourself um, I, i'm gonna I, i'm i'm going i'm voting for you today. i'm going to corsi i was oh i'm not even gonna vote because i already won that <laughs> yeah. way i don't have to Good piss job. one of you guys off nice the corsi wow. wins first time wow Maybe first. Time. I'll take that twenty dollars. No. You promise? So, it, dude, <laughs> oh. Venmo. We're supposed to keep it on paying in crypto, so it can never <laughs> be tracked. Um, well, that was fun, and that might. I, I won before. At yeah, least yeah. I didn't. I, I've been picking "Fuck You" by CeeLo Green like eighty oh, percent. That would have worked because yeah. it's so applicable. It's, it's yeah. like the universal mixtape, the game answer. Yeah, so, yeah. That and the Rickroll song. I mean. <laughs> If you're not going to sing it, it didn't happen. Right. And I think the reason I won is because I definitely nailed that. Yeah. yeah. Voice of an angel. Um, well, anyway, because uh, we're about out of time here. So a few things just to recap. Uh, visit the Startland, Startland Foundation or startlandnews.com that is run yep. by the Kansas City Startup Foundation. Yep. If you're here in the Midwest, come check out one of their events. The monthly innovation exchange is great. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of people go to that. It's yeah. a great, great event. And that's like, here at full scale that's a, a must attend yeah um so doing that 
Um, we gave you the Instagram handle earlier. You guys have other social medias that you want to mention? Yeah, we're or? most active on Facebook and Instagram. Um, okay. So the, the Startup Foundation um, is it's KC Startup FDN um, on everything and then Startland News. And if you um, want to see pictures of Adam partying ooh. at Full Scale KC, dig through. He was at a sweet and greet event. I don't know yeah. if you were really partying, but the picture implies it. And, yeah, uh, yeah, and your dad. That was what crazy. was that? that was big a twelve basketball. Night. That was a Big Twelve game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ku won. But uh, but yeah, no. I mean, Startline's putting out a ton of great, great content. So um, and it, it is great. Yeah, it's done very well, and it's regular, and it's like you said, uh, half of your readers aren't here in Kansas City, and that's because yeah. it's good stuff. So. Yeah, and on Startland, there's even there's a startup jobs board, there's the community calendar, so um, there's even a, a rec- uh, kind of a community guide where we have lists yeah. of best coffee places for and startups stuff and, and different things, things like that. Yeah. And most importantly, uh, send these guys a donation. Yeah, there you go. I don't. We're a nonprofit. I don't think any donation. I think any donation is appreciated. Yeah. Right. Oh, of course. I mean, the the thing that's cool is seeing how. I'll tell you what, if you send a donation to the Startup Foundation after hearing this, send us some proof of that and we'll talk about your business here on the show. Boom. All right. right. The bigger the donation, the more we'll talk about it. (laughs) I don't want to have to be like, and the, but, sorry, that's all I got. (laughs) That's what you get for a dollar. So, well, anyway, Adam, thank you for coming by. I really appreciate the time. Yeah. Um, and hopefully those of you listening take a few minutes and find the people around you that are ready to help you succeed. Yeah. And thanks for you guys for telling these stories and, and sharing out and supporting us. And I mean, your guys are instrumental part of the start. We're trying to shine a light on the community. We We like it. See you next time. Take care. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Startup Hustle with Matt DeCarsi and Matt Watson. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit startuphustle.xyz. And if you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and subscribe. And we'll catch you next time on Startup Hustle.